I'm Erin. And we're, and we're keeping, busy. keeping busy. Happy 2020. Happy 2020 to you. How's the year been treating you so far these <laughs> sweet first week days? <laughs> it's been a good year so far. Uh, I I like the symmetricalness mm. of the year. It's wonderful. I love all of these, um, you know, 2020 vision for, you know. <laughs> jokes. Jokes. <laughs> I love a good pun. All the, is optometrist? Is that the eyeball one? Yeah. Mm. All the optometrists have their, are updating their marketing campaigns with great puns. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I just blanked on what we did. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. So we also have 2020 vision because we can see that we are going to have a great podcast today. <laughs> yes. I did look up how to pronounce what we made. And it it's uh, spelled Dobosh Tort, but it seems like it should be pronounced Dobos. It's like not the sh. Just us. Are you sure it wasn't rewritten Dobosh because Dobos in the person's original language is pronounced Dobosh? I am not sure of that. Because it's from a different country. What is it from? True. Hungary. Uh, Hungary. Hungary. Well, it is a Hungarian sponge cake consisting of seven layers filled with rich chocolate buttercream topped with caramel and sometimes coated with ground hazelnuts, chestnuts, walnuts, or almonds. Some peoples are made like that. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much mine. No, I believe... We last time when we recorded and we talked about making this, I had big dreams of trying out interesting flavor combinations and I was very excited about it. The timing worked out that I made it and then I edited the last episode and I listened to myself and I was like, oh yeah, crap. That's what I was going to do. Gonna, <laughs> I was going to do things and I didn't. It was too late. Well, I knew that I wanted to make a nice flavor combination and for some reason every single flavor combination completely flew out of my brain except mm -hmm. chocolate mint which I didn't actually end up wanting to do and chocolate peanut butter which I couldn't even mm. figure out how to do logistically and I just kept yelling at my mom I'm like how do I put peanut butter in it how how do I put peanut butter in it? <laughs> and she's like I don't think you want to do that and then after I made it I was like oh chocolate and orange and then i was like mocha i'm like what is wrong with me like i could have done a different <laughs> i could have done all kinds of things but for some reason all i could think of was mint or peanut butter Mm-hmm. We, we definitely talked about mint on the last episode yeah well that's also because my uh benchmark for these kinds of torts previously as i said is swiss colony which um they're basically the same exact way as their petty fours where they have the layers of cake and filling and then they're covered with not caramel or crushed hazelnuts but like their confectionery coating mm -hmm. and it's like a sealed little cake brick and <laughs> I think we got one once with a like a basket assortment of things we had and it was the mint one and so I was like oh, okay. mint chocolate mint tort and what did but, you think of it? That was probably 
a solid 25 years ago, so I have no idea. But it stayed with me, so I must have liked it. Yeah. So how did yours go? Um, I was quite <laughs> pleased, actually, oh, for the most part. Um, I was surprised, even though it looks like a dessert that's very complex. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does take some time to assemble and get all of the stuff together and done correctly. Um, it's not, you don't have a whole grocery list of ingredients, which is kind of mm-hmm. nice. You know, especially I did mine kind of in steps. Um, so you're making like one piece at a time and each piece takes like four or five ingredients. So you're mm-hmm. just like dump, dump, dump. And then you mix it <laughs> together and it's done. And I mean, the cake took... What was it? 10 minutes to cook? When yeah. the last time you made a 10-minute cake? It's crazy. That's right. So where did you get your recipe? I got mine from the Spruce Eats. Ah, uh, me where too. Yeah, same, yeah. Same, same. Yeah. But I have to say, what did you think of the filling? Oh, I loved it. It was so good. I read the instructions and it, it sounded like so much work for a buttercream, but it yeah. was so good. But it wasn't so much work for a buttercream because when I first looked at the bad. ingredients, I thought it was, um, what's the crazy buttercream that curdles first and then you have to whip it forever? Is it Italian or Swiss? I One of know. them, it's like it's partially meringue and partially buttercream and you have to whip them together and they kind of separate at first mm. and you just have to be super patient for it to come back together and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> and I thought it was going to be that one. But Uh um, instead, you actually whip the eggs separately, the sweetened eggs, sweetened egg whites separately until you get stiff peaks. So it's like a um, pasteurized or partially cooked meringue and you beat just melted chocolate and butter together, which is also dangerous and genius at the same time. Right. Because I'm like, oh, whipped chocolate butter? That's wonderful. This should get eaten right now. (laughs) Yeah, it has you beat a whole pound of butter for about 10 minutes on increasing speeds. Until it gets ethereal. Yes. And then you do have to cook the egg whites and sugar in a double boiler for a while and before you whip it on high until stiff peaks and then you fold it all together. Yeah, and I was multitasking uh, so I had my butter whipping, and I had my egg whites. I think with a couple minutes left, I started the egg whites, and my chocolate was melted. And then I was trying to mix, fold the chocolate into the butter while, like, every couple seconds going back and whipping the egg whites a little bit on the stove. Yeah. And I was trying to do both, and I left my butter for a little too long, so I ended up with a very thin, very fine streaks of chocolate that had recongealed before I got it all the way melted in. But that sounds good. It was amazing. It ruined the texture and made it very difficult to spread spread evenly, but it was really good. So I don't have a lot of regrets. Yeah, right? That sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. So um, the cake came out pretty good, but boring um, until you really, you know, put it together. Although I did mine... As I suspected I would. I did actually a half uh, half of the cake mm. recipe. Um, and I didn't end up with seven layers. I ended up with six. 
because I used my jelly roll pan, as I suspected I would, and I put parchment down so that I didn't have any trouble getting it up. Mm-hmm. And then I was planning on using an additional um, little bigger than a loaf-sized pan to get that one extra layer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I planned it out and I mathematically like divided everything and mm-hmm. I t- took the area of the circles that it was supposed to be in and cut it in half and then did the pants. And I was like, all right, this is the area I need to cover in order to get these seven cakes. And then I started, I divided the weight I had of batter by seven and I was going to spread it out in my pans. And I looked at my jelly roll pan and I'm like, there is no way. <laughs> No way possible am I going to be able to spread this in this jelly roll pan and have enough for another pan. Yes. So it's not going to happen. I had that same issue. I used a cookie sheet and yeah. I had two prepped that I was going to, um, you know, I was going to do the two cookie sheets and then cut up into the seven pieces to create kind of the long, thin sort of log looking one that I saw in the pictures from what was the place that you got them from? Swiss colony. <laughs> Swiss colony. Thank you. Yes. Because I looked at those pictures for reference and I started to spread it out on the first cookie sheet and it kept sticking to the parchment. So the parchment, it was just impossible to spread it thin and evenly. Yeah. So I just put it all on one cookie sheet and they were definitely thicker than they should have been. Yeah. But it's still good. So mine were probably half half the thickness of yours because I mm-hmm. managed to do one one cookie sheet or jelly roll pan or whatever. With my half batter. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, no way could I have gotten more out of it. Yeah. It was nuts. I ended and up with... I mean, with... it's not a thin batter. It's not no, something it's that you say, like, oh, this crepe batter is, is you know, <laughs> very small, but at least it runs everywhere. It was yeah, not. You, you can't, like, tilt the pan around to get an no. even layer. Or even, like, shake it to get it no. into the corners. It wasn't moving. It was a very Except thick... Except where you pushed it in. <laughs> That's it. Um, but yeah, so then what did you, you did the, the recipe pretty straightforward. Did you do the caramel topping? I did the caramel topping. And, uh. I'm so impressed. Why? Because I hate making candy because I'm so bad at it. I pulled it too early for sure. I always get so nervous because I feel like the. You're going to burn it? Yeah. There's a very short amount of time where it's caramel and then it's ruined. Yeah. And so I definitely pulled it a little bit early, which means that it was more of like a uh, a sugar layer that had a little bit of flavor. Um, so it wasn't quite caramel, but it was still a very hard layer that you yeah. could kind of crack with the spoon. Uh, and then I did chopped up walnuts on the sides. Oh, cool. So let me see. Do you okay. have a picture? Picture time. Here we go. Did you, what did you do in the topping? <clears throat> so... I put um, the same filling that's in between the layers. I did a kind of crumb coat all over it. Mm -hmm. And then I uh, covered the sides with toasted sliced almonds, the really thin, you know, cut almonds. And then on the top, I melted chocolate. And I spread the chocolate over the top so there is still like a kind of a hard shell on top. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's chocolate instead of caramel. And and I did a little extra, uh, 
like a stripe of chocolate right down the center and did sprinkled some flaked sea salt. Ooh, that sounds so fancy. I'm very excited to see. I think mine has a very rough look because of the chopped nuts on the side. Yeah. It's very tall. It is very tall because the cake layers oh, were I guess, too yeah, thick. Oh, because I guess yours is going to be the same dimensions as mine, but twice as high. Yeah. The, the oh, cake I layers see. were definitely too thick, but you know what? It tasted good. So. Yeah. It looks beautiful. Mm. Oh, that's lovely. I like the almonds. Thanks. I mean, they make it look rough, too. You know, it's, it's kind of messy yeah. looking. But... but you can tell that there's nuts on the side, not just that it's like a craggly cake or something. <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, my nephew over for like a post Christmas thing, and he ha- is unfortunate enough to have a, I think, uh, December twenty eighth is his birthday, oh, so I yeah. cut him off a piece of this. Like he was very excited to have cake, and I put it down in front of him, and he said, "I don't want cake." <gasps> <gasps> Seriously? Seriously? Because it it's not the prettiest, especially Aww. you know. He doesn't appreciate the chopped walnuts. How did you walnuts. like the taste of the walnuts on um in with the cake? Uh, I I did like the walnuts. I'm looking at your slice here, and I'm loving the ratio of frosting that you got to cake. That's a lovely. You have a much thicker frosting. You th- oh, I guess that's what the frosting looks like if you combine it properly. <laughs> Oh, you mean just like, you know, solid brown layer instead yeah. of like... mine was kind of chunky and... Yeah, but oh. it looks so... I bet that was so yummy. It, because... I, I really enjoyed it. But... Because like the the meringue part of it was so tasty anyway. And mm. then with the pieces of chocolate, I bet you... It's very <gasps> thin ribbons of chocolate. But... Super yummo. Yours and is so this was... I actually cut it without uh, refrigerating it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of smooshy looking in that picture, but then I took, I took another picture to try to get better layer shot out of it. But I mean, it mostly looks the same. But I'm gonna send it to you anyway. Yeah. I tried to take a picture of mine when it was served, which was, you know, closer to dinner time, so the lighting was crap. I need mm. to get better at the pictures. Like, look at your presentation with the fork and the little whipped cream with the chocolate—is it shavings or whatever? That's wonderful. Thank you. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, lovely. So was it worth the trouble? Um, yeah, I think especially since I did the, I did it, you know, two different days. So mm-hmm. I did the cake one day and I did the filling in the assembly stuff another day. So it didn't really feel like that much trouble, mm-hmm. um, the way it was separated up like that. And I had cooled and cut up my cakes and just stuck them in the freezer so another part of it was when i was assembling i just popped the cakes out of the freezer and it was really easy to put it all together too so yeah i mean i i don't know if i will do it again but i didn't find it onerous yeah as as i thought it was going to be yeah i agree i also did mine over two days um and each segment was short enough I think I, I did, I put my cakes in the fridge and the frosting in the fridge and then assembled later. So I, I did like one little chunk during the afternoon nap and then another chunk after bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's centered around the baby schedule. I did think, though, that uh, with the sweetness of the frosting, I didn't think it was that sweet when I was making it. 
But when you eat the cake all together, uh-huh. um, I did think the frosting was quite sweet, and it begs yeah. for a cup of coffee. Yeah, it, or it a glass a of milk. Mine was so tall that just like trying to cut a piece off. Yeah, I probably. I, hard to cut into smaller pieces with a hard caramel glaze on top that you had to crack to get through i don't think i would recommend the caramel i don't even understand how you cut it at all so that it looks like a slice because even with the the chocolate Mm -hmm. like i had to kind of saw through the chocolate to get through and Mm -hmm. like how in that picture where you're showing the inside did you i don't understand you were supposed to when you do the caramel glaze to kind of trace where you want to cut it while yeah. the, while it's uh drying while it's to still, help yeah pliable and then i kind of just smacked it along those lines to to cut a chunk out oh cool still difficult it is sort of like cutting through a jenga tower so it's <laughs> tricky because it wanted to like topple over because yeah. it's so tall yeah yeah but I would definitely use that frosting for something else. And it was a good sponge cake, too. That's right. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, the edges got really deliciously crunchy mm. around the uh-huh. jelly roll pan. Um, so I cut them off to square off my little cake bits and stuff. And I was feeding them to my husband and eating some ha. of them myself. And I'm like, Twins. here, have some little tasty cake bits. He's like, ooh. And he's like, they taste like cake fries. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Like, we were snacking on those strips on, of the edges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's the good part. Mm-hmm. It's the good stuff is all the stuff that you eat while you're making it. Yeah. You're like, oh, I don't need a piece of cake. I'm all set. And it's like, oh my gosh, don't you want a piece? It's so delicious. And you're like, actually, I ate like four pieces worth right. while I was just making it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so another success. Yay. Wow. We're doing good. I know. We are uh-uh. on a roll. We are. Which brings us to a tradition. Certain death. (laughs) No, not certain death. We did this. I can't believe this is year three. Is that right? Yes. Wow. No. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Year three. Oh, great. Uh, So uh, our first year of doing the podcast, we looked back and we picked a recipe that we regret how it came out, and we tried it again. We failed. We failed. And we wanted to. We wanted to succeed. Second chance. Yeah. Last year, I believe we did so good that we couldn't pick so one we we wanted to redo, and so uh, we did something else. But it is time for us to review. Yes. So where does this year start? What was our first recipe of this year, or what was the first recipe after our last? anniversary um so we did yule log at the end of the year um so this year started at episode 44 with cheese and pesto whirls Ooh, wow that feels like forever ago yeah that was that was this past year yeah it's amazing this year went fast um the cheese and pesto whirls were friggin good those were good I mean, we could just remake those just because they were delicious. <laughs> we could. I might just make them anyway. Mm. And then came the profiteroles, profiteroles, which I was very intimidated by. But those but were, were awesome. Yeah. They, and they weren't that hard to do either. 
No. They just seem fancy. They do. They seem fancy. Then came the chocolate babka, which was amazing. I enjoyed that very much. Uh, That's the one I burnt, I think. (laughs) I think mine was a little raw in the middle, but the edges were delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good times. Uh, Then came the homemade Thin Mints. Those were yummy as heck. Mm Mm-hmm. I think those, I burned those. Those were heckin' good. <laughs> those are good. The The ones that didn't get burned were very good. Oh, and then the Irish Stout and Irish Cream Parfaits. That yes. was amazing. Those were also good. <laughs> so good. Uh, then there was a quiche, which Came good. I don't remember, so it must have been okay. Your, um, it was Easter. Easter quiche. Remember? Easter quiche. Right, right. Okay. My Easter quiche was so stinking yum. Yours was, I think that's what it was, is that yours was so impressive and mine was like potato and bacon quiche. Yay. But yours was something super fancy with fancy things and beautiful pictures. And so mine has been forgotten to time. I think I had pancetta and brie and asparagus. Yes. And it was like the, it was like the quiche version of heaven. (laughs) It sounded amazing, and the pictures are amazing. Daifuku? Daifuku, which was very difficult, but enjoyable. Tasty. Mm-hmm. We had our dim sums, which we did two separate things for that. Uh, then oh, yes. pierogies? Pierogies. Pierogies were good. Yeah, my pierogies were kind of halfsies. Like, they definitely didn't come out. I, you know, you think, oh, I can get this at the store, but it must be better if you make it homemade. And mm-hmm. it was just so hard to get the dough thin enough so that it didn't just feel like you were eating this lump of pasty stuff. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. Yeah, it was uh, very, like, not pretty, but it was, it was something that I felt like was good for freezing and whipping out for a quick dinner. Yeah. You know? I actually thought mine looked fine. I just wasn't really impressed with the flavor. Mm, okay. Or texture. You know, the eating of it. <laughs> 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 then fresh rolls, petty fours. Cannoli cake. Cranberry I mean, ginger. The cranberry ginger snap pie was very good, I thought. And then and our quick the bread. quick bread. Mm-hmm. So, we took some time off in the summer, so there weren't our we normal were amount like, of episodes this year. Hmm. Well, I mean, nothing came out really terrible. Right. Nothing was a regrettable situation. Mm-hmm. Mm, I wish I had been more creative with my quiche. Um, but I felt like, yeah, everything went pretty okay. Oh, speaking of things like uh, the pesto whirls, you know what I made the other night? Because I saw it in the store, and I was totally like, I can do that. What? Um, I got one of the... a mini italian loaf at the bakery loaf of what mini italian loaf like a bread oh bread. oh italian bread <laughs> <laughs> and and i sliced it with a bread knife so that they were in cubes but mm-hmm. not all the way through so they were just sectioned off but not separated mm-hmm. and i stuffed it full of pepperoni <gasps> and cheese and garlic butter and it was real good. That sounds amazing. I baked it in the oven until it was all bubbly and hot. Ooh, lovely. Amazing. 
And then I dipped it in a really good marinara sauce. That sounds amazing. Yeah, and I just served it with dinner. And, of course, none of the rest of the dinner got eaten because my kids were like, oh, my God, it's pizza bread. (laughs) You don't need anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Why'd you make other stuff? What the heck? (laughs) Uh, You know what? I made that was Italian, based on Italian breads, was um, I bought a panettone. I bought a panettone for Christmas. It was a pear and chocolate panettone. Oh, that sounds actually good. It uh, was not bad. I think panettones are just kind of dry and for my taste. So it didn't yeah. really get eaten much. And then I sliced it up and made it into French toast. And it was the most oh. amazing thing in the world. Oh, man. That does sound good. <sighs> so good. I was thinking you were going to say bread pudding. Which, I mean, oh, that would have been good too. between French toast and bread pudding, really. But. Presentation, I suppose. Presentation. Let's make a focaccia. That was random. Oh, because we're talking about Italian bread. I guess it's not that random. <laughs> I was thinking of French toast. I know you've made uh, multiple focaccias, but that's something I keep meaning to make. Sure. No, Um. actually, I think that's a great idea. I did like making focaccia the times when I was like, oh, my God, I'm totally making breads. Mm-hmm. Um, but also... I found a couple of other recipes that addressed some issues I was having with my own uh, making them, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I would like to try that. Also, I've made plain focaccia with just olive oil and like a little bit of herbs on top. And I'm really interested in trying a focaccia with like the slices of tomatoes and covered oh. in some kind of Italian cheese. Mm-hmm. So... I would totally be in for that. All right. And then this will continue our tradition of doing something savory after the holidays to balance out the sweet. Yes. Oh, but we already have a tradition. We can't have multiple traditions. So many traditions. Everybody has more than one. All right. The tradition is that if we did such a good job the previous year that we have nothing to repeat, we'll do something savory. That's the tradition. Wait, what was the thing we did last year? I can't remember. Uh, Cheese and pesto whirls. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) which is literally what brought up this topic of conversation yeah wow it's really sad but okay (laughs) so yes it sounds like a great idea all right we'll do some tasty focaccia we'll do different recipes and then we'll talk about how delicious they are wonderful we should like come up with something kind of difficult sometime soon so that one of us can fail because i feel like if you win all the time, are we really trying new things? I feel like a seven layer, seven plus or minus one, because <laughs> mine was eight and yours was six, layer cake with <laughs> fancy buttercreams and all this stuff. That's pretty Hey, difficult. it averages out, right? Yeah. I think yeah. we're just getting better, maybe? We're getting better at baking? Maybe. <gasps> that can't be. We're getting better at following directions. Maybe reading the directions. <laughs> Some of the time. <laughs> you know what we haven't made in a while either? What? Is like a cookie. Mm. I want to be the type of person that has cookie dough frozen. And so you can just like scoop out and make like two cookies if you just want a cookie. No, you know this what is I mean? what you do. Not what? like that. This is how you no. do it. Okay, tell me. Do you have one of those cookie scoopers? Yes. 
So you don't scoop up, scoop out frozen dough or refrigerated dough with the scoopers. What you do is you take your cookie sheets out uh-huh. when you've made your cookie dough. You plop out all of your cookie dough with your cookie scoop. Freeze it on the cookie mm-hmm. tray. Okay. Then put all of the little round blobs of cookie in a gallon Ziploc bag. Mm-hmm. Then when you're hungry... You can plop however many you want. They're already perfectly portioned. And if you're really desperate, (laughs) I definitely just take a blob of cookie dough straight out of the freezer and eat it. It's delicious. (laughs) I mean, specifically, I'm talking about chocolate chip cookie dough, Mm -hmm. but probably others would be fine, too. See, that's what I need to have a batch of chocolate chip. I need a batch of peanut butter Maybe a snickerdoodle or like a good sugar cookie or butter cookie of some kind. I remember one time in school doing a fundraiser where we were selling buckets of cookie dough. I remember that. Yes. Yes. And it was just incredible. You just literally get this, like, I think it was a pound. It's like this one pound bucket (laughs) of cookie dough. And you peel off the little plastic lid and you can just, oh my gosh, it's filled with cookie dough. You can just go (laughs) at it. It's like the most dangerous thing. Oh, that sounds great. And they do. They have all of those good classic flavors, snickerdoodle Mm. and peanut butter and chocolate chip cookie. Mm. And I think there was like a white chocolate chip with cranberry oatmeal cookie or something. Heck yeah. We'll do a white chocolate macadamia or something. Yeah. They were so good. So wait. Uh, should we just do a cookie instead of a focaccia? Um, why don't we save a cookie for next time? Okay. I think we should put some thought into what kind of cookie we should make. Yeah, I'm going to feel obligated to do like a crazy complex cookie, but I don't know how complex you can get with a dough that you freeze. Hmm. Oh, so you want to do a make-ahead cookie dough? Maybe. I might do that either way. Hmm. Like if we don't do it for the podcast, I could just do it for fun. Yeah. Well, we'll stick with Fakasha this time. We'll worry about the next time, next time. Okay. So, is there anything else that you've been keeping busy with that you'd like to share? Christmas was just super busy. And then yeah. after Christmas was super busy with cleaning up after Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much what I've been busy with. What about you? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I made my Baby Yoda doll that I talked about last time yeah i can't remember if the last episode i had said that i finished it but i finished it you did i think i did and you showed it to me and it was super cool oh wait maybe i don't remember maybe that was one of the other times we saw each other on video chat yeah um i actually i made a different cake oh the other day i forgot about that because i made a cake in my instant pot Mm. what yeah how's that even happen so my husband bought me this very small pan that fits inside the instant pot um and you put it on top of a little trivet and you put the water in the bottom so it's like pot in pot cooking okay so i found a recipe in one of my instant pot cookbooks and tried it out for blueberry coffee cake oh so it has cake layer and then you cover it with blueberries and then you cover it with like streusel topping nice um it was very interesting 
because I'd never made a cake in the Instant Pot. And it was, you know, steam and pressure cooked, which is sounds really bizarre. Yeah. It actually came out kind of dry, which is disappointing. Weird. Huh. Yeah. It seems ironic. But hmm. uh, I think I cooked it a little too long because hmm. I think I reduced the recipe to fit in my little pan and then uh, cooked it for the same amount of time. Because, like, how much do you reduce... Yeah. time when you're pressure cooking something i have no idea so i might have overcooked it a little but it was still actually pretty good mm-hmm. and um i did what we always do with every baked good and sliced it up into pieces slathered it with butter and fried it in a pan so Ooh, heck yeah that makes pretty much everything good yeah yeah wow that's really cool i didn't know that you could do like co- coffee cakes and stuff in the instant pot yeah, and the cool thing was uh, the topping didn't even get super slimy. I thought it was going to come out, you know, when you steam dim sum and like mm-hmm. even like the uh, pork buns and stuff. And when you first take it out, the outside of the dough feels like really tacky and yeah. weird. I'm like, oh, this cake is going to come out and it's going to be <sighs> slimy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but after, you know, sitting for a minute, you couldn't even tell that it had been practically steamed. So, Wow. Yeah. Okay. So that was kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Oh, and we'll have to put up pictures of the little uh, little gnomes that you did. Because I know you sent me a picture. Oh, yeah. I didn't talk so about those that. Those were really today. cute. Yeah, I did a gnome for myself and I did a gnome. Uh, did, you, did, it, did I send you a picture of the one I did for my mom? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. He's got the cute. little mustache. Yeah. I'm did so I, impressed. Did I tell you what I did with the mustache? No. <laughs> this is embarrassing. I probably shouldn't say this on the podcast, but I'm going to anyway. So I was making it, and um, these little Christmas gnomes or whatever, you can't see their whole face. You only see their beard and their mm-hmm. nose, and this. You know, the hat is supposed to be covering the rest of their face. So you don't really see the rest of their face. So I I put on the mustache and I'm looking at it and I'm like, this is wrong. Like, I can't figure out why this looks so awkward. And so I brought it over and I showed it to my husband. And I'm like, what is wrong with this? And he's like, oh, that's so cute. And I'm like, yeah, but his mustache looks wrong. And he goes, that's not his mustache. I'm like, what? He goes, that's obviously eyebrows. And I'm like, oh. no. <laughs> It's a mustache. He's like, then you should probably put it below his nose. <laughs> and I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> that was kind of, uh, yeah. I'm going to claim sleep deprivation for that, but that's probably a lie. Well, I'm sure it was cute either way. I was able to move it. I oh, took it good. off and put it under his nose <laughs> where it's supposed to be. So we'll put a picture of that with the mustache in the correct location on our Facebook page. Okay. <laughs> Along with <laughs> pictures of our dobosh torts and links to the recipe that we used are always included in the description of the photos. So check that out there. Always. <laughs> yeah, I'll, always, unless I can't remember where we got it. Right. But most of the time, like 90%. Sounds about right. Yeah, so just search on Facebook for Keeping Busy Podcast. And if you would like to send pictures of your Dobosh torts and your interesting flavor combinations that you tried, send it to keepingbusypodcast at gmail.com. 
Yes, I know we have some listeners out there that would love to send us their pictures of their Dobosh tour. Uh, everybody give Fakasha a try, and we'll meet you next time. And until then, we'll, we'll be keeping, keeping busy. busy.